Hi folks, it's Dr. Christine Sauer here with another episode of Sparkles for Better Mental Health. Uh, personal growth in five dimensions. And I'm really excited to have Coach Lee Hopkins on the call. Welcome, Lee. Hey, welcome me. <laughs> Thank uh -huh. you so much for having me, Christine. Lee, I heard from you that you are a transgender man who helps mm. people create lasting friendships. Wow. Yes, that's so, correct. What I always ask all guests, get right into it. Why are you doing what you are doing now? And how did you become the person that you are now and are passionate about helping others making friends? Well, that's quite a question right there, of course. And I'm here, of course, to share my story about why I'm doing this in the first place. I believe that um, I'm doing this because I wanted to help the person I was 10, 15, 20 years ago. You know, the person who didn't have any friends, the person who wasn't able to make connections with people, the person who was resentful because they believed the world was just against them and that everybody else had friends, but I didn't. And that I couldn't figure out what was happening. I thought it was just me. And I thought I was doomed not to have friends ever. And so on my journey, I discovered that that is not true. And I want to help people who feel that same way, that feel like they're not able to connect with people, that they don't know why they're not having friends or they don't, they're not able to make friends. I want to help them understand that it's not the world that's against them, that they should feel empowered to sparkle, essentially live your truth. And that's how you'll make the friendships that you're looking for. So what would you say are steps to get friends, make friends? Oh, well, the biggest step, uh, like the overarching thing about making friendships, and I know um, friendship coaches say things like, go to different places and just talk to people, just show up, just be there and just hang out. Just no, that doesn't work. That doesn't work because you are, you're visible. You're visible. People see you. People might say hi to you. You go there three, four, five, ten weeks. People will know your name. People will start saying hi to you, but they won't really know you. So you have to be vulnerable. That's the key to making friendships is being vulnerable. That means opening up and sharing something important to you. And what we discover, what I've discovered is that I didn't know anything about me. I didn't know anything about me. And that was the problem with making friends and connecting with people. It's like, sure, I want to be vulnerable, but I don't even know what that means. Like the hardest question to answer for a very long time was, what do you like to do for fun? I don't know. Whatever you want to do, whatever keeps people around me, wherever people are, I'm going to show up and be at that place. I just don't want to be alone. And that kind of attitude kept me stuck and felt made me feel really alone. Mm. So would you say that not knowing who you really are made you not able to connect with others because Absolutely. you just wanted to do what they were doing or please them? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it, it was just like, I was stunned because I hear this and I've heard that you, you can't love anyone unless you love yourself. I've heard that, but I'm like, that doesn't apply to me. That's for relationships and all kinds of other things. And I love myself. I know things that, nah, I didn't really know myself. And the, the reason why people say you have to be your authentic self and then you'll make friends is because that is the truth. And being your authentic self essentially means that you speak about the truth of who you are. And I define the truth as in three pieces or three parts. And if you, it's like being in the moment, being in the now, 
But speaking the truth of who you are is essentially being able to do three things. You describe the situation that you're in, whatever situation it is, describe how you feel about that situation, and then describe um, why you feel that way. Because everybody wants to know what the why is behind it. What do you like to do for fun? Well, I like to play board games. I like to play board games because they're collaborative and I have a lot of fun playing them. So I mean, I feel connected with people. I feel like joy when I play those board games. And I like to play those board games because we kind of, the why behind it is because um, it's collaborative and it's always conversational and I get to know people more. I get to show up and know people more. So knowing those things about yourself really helps you feel like you can live your truth. Because if somebody went up to you and they said, I don't like board games, I don't like them, but you already know why. You already know you like it. You already know how you feel about it. You already know why you like it. So what they don't like the board games, they're just not going to be able to connect with you. So you need to be able to have that. And I, I believe that's something that you refer to as the sparkle, a sparkle in yourself, where it's knowing about yourself. And you, you need to know that about yourself. Um, if I could talk a little more about this, sure. I mean, being authentic also helps you in a way that makes you not worry about what other people are doing. Because most likely, if you're doing the thing that you enjoy, the thing that you love, the thing that you're passionate about, and you're talking about the thing that you're passionate about, you are going to be in places where people are doing the exact same thing that you're doing. You're not worried about other people. You're not thinking about other people. You're not there specifically to make friends, but you're there because it is you and your own enjoyment. If you talk to anybody at that event, the conversation will be effortless. Because you're there because you're comfortable, you're comfortable, you're, you're confident, you're in your element. And it's just so easy. You don't have to try and think about what they are going to like, how they're going to be or how you should be. You just will be comfortable because everything around you is where you want to be. There's no pressure. It's just you enjoying yourself and sharing the moment of enjoyment with another person. So really being authentic, going to places that suit you and not to please anybody else, it's going to help you make close friendships. Now, let me ask you two questions that came up and mm -hmm. I write them down because otherwise I don't like to interrupt people. I'm starting to be a better listener, which is hard for me. <laughs> so how did you find out that you didn't know who you were? How oh, was that wow. oh, wow. Well, that was a great question. That's a great question because I definitely went on this journey of self-discovery and growth. And, and I, I think that starts as soon as we're born, <laughs> we, call them, we have challenges and we face them and then we get through them. But my challenges were essentially I wasn't able to connect with people. So I grew up in Ohio and I was, I noticed that people around me had friendships and, and I didn't really know how to create them. And I didn't have examples of what friendships looked like in my household either. So, or, or like close relationships. I didn't know what that looked like. So I just thought, you know, whatever I see on TV, that's the standard. And like most people who, many people who grew up in the nineties, they saw things like Full House or uh, Family Matters, and they thought, well, you know, that's how relationships are. And also, I just need to find my people. So I moved from Ohio to California or to college. I moved to college, sorry, in Ohio. So I left home with the college, and I had different experiences with people, even international students. And I thought, well, you know, I'll be a little, I'll be connected with people, but I didn't feel that kind of connection. So. I still thought, well, I need to find my tribe. So that's when I left Ohio. 
I left Ohio and I thought the scenery is different. There are going to be different people here. I'm going to be open. I'm going to be out. And at this point, I just like to inter interject a little bit about my past and my history. So you mentioned at the top, I am transgendered. But in Ohio, I was a cis woman, so a cis female. So essentially, I was presenting as female and I was dating women. So I was a lesbian in the sense that I thought that I needed to hide that because back in those days, it wasn't really you know, widely accepted. So I wanted to hide that. So I moved to California and I was open. I was like, oh, people met my girlfriend and stuff. So I felt like I'd be more connected, but that didn't work either. And so I realized somewhere along this journey in California that I wanted to transition from female to male. And I didn't share that with anybody in California. So I moved from California to Chicago. And that's where I met all the people that kind of helped me understand what the language was for the transitioning. Caitlyn Jenner came out. So it was more widely accepted and visible. And I thought, wow, this is perfect. I'm going to be my authentic self. This is what this is the thought behind the process of me transitioning. I was going to be my authentic self, step into that space. And so I transitioned physically, medically, medically, emotionally, uh, legally, all that stuff on paper. So I did that. And this is just to answer your question, long way around to answering your question about how I did, how I discovered that I was not myself. Because I thought that having this physical change was going to be the difference for me. And I thought that I was going to be happy and I thought the world was going to treat me different. I was, I was finally going to make friends, but that wasn't true. That wasn't true. It was some work, internal work that I had to do inside. Now, Christine, by no means am I saying that I want to transition back. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not pleased. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm very happy with the decision that I make. It was just, I put the value in this decision or the physical change that it shouldn't have had. The change that I needed to have to become my authentic self was within. And so I discovered that the authentic self means expressing the truth of who you are, which is those feelings, the feelings, how you really feel expressing that. So that's what I've learned. And and in every situation I was in with people, I wouldn't tell them how you really felt about things. And when I transitioned, I found myself doing the same thing. So I wasn't being the truth of who I, I wasn't being truthful. Essentially, I wasn't speaking as if I really felt these things. I was just trying to hide and fit in so people would like me. Now, let me ask you, why do you think people don't express who they really are and who they really feel? I think because we're terrified of how other people are going to react to us. They're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna be mean to us, they're gonna shun us, and we're gonna feel alone. They're gonna feel they're gonna tell us that we're bad people and they don't like our things, they're gonna criticize us, they're gonna try and hurt us, maybe physically, emotionally, financially, whatever power that they may have on us, they're going to try to exert that on us, and we're gonna feel sad and it's gonna be hurtful. And we're just trying to avoid that, and it just makes sense as a human to avoid the pain. But I think the, the biggest thing to note about this whole process is that, well, when you hide, it hurts more than when you actually show your light, you actually talk about the truth of how you feel and have people say what they're gonna say to you. It hurts more to hide that stuff. It has to, the truth just has to come out anyway. And if we can't talk to people about it, we resort, we resort to going to social media and we kind of 
do we type our, our thoughts and feelings out on social media or we'll yell at people we'll, we'll come out unconsciously because we're holding it down when we might take it out on somebody who you know didn't mean any harm to us but all of a sudden like here you go i i can't express it any other way i don't get to express it any other time i'm going to express it towards you so it leads us to be a pretty explosive we just want to talk about how we feel and have somebody validate how we feel yeah validate i think that is important because that fear of being rejected is it's built in in us and many people mm -hmm. have so much anxiety that they avoid it and i deal a lot with anxious people and one of my mentors said it's not the fear that cripples you up it's the avoidance of the things that you don't do because they could bring you joy mm -hmm. so when you started to take the courage and overcome and walk through that fear what happened did oh. people actually reject you and hate you and tell you what a terrible bad person you are absolutely they did <laughs> absolutely can't avoid it can't avoid it and uh so i'll tell you a quick story about how i was in this mindset and so i was in college not in college but i'm in, in chicago now i'm in chicago now and i had transitioned and i'm as you see me now i've transitioned and i'm looking for friends i'm looking to connect with people so i decided to go to a comedy club and i have therapy too so uh group therapy is kind of helping me get some understanding of on me and how I'm moving through the world and everything. And so I decided to go to this place, a uh, comedy club and have the mindset of, I'm going to meet somebody. We're going to have a nice conversation. We're going to have a nice connection and so forth. It's going to be great. So I do meet somebody and we do have a great conversation and we're talking and I transition. So they can't tell, nobody could tell unless I told them. And so I thought, well, you know what? I want to be authentic. So I'm going to lean the conversation towards LGBTQ stuff. And I do. And they had mentioned that they had never seen a trans person before, doesn't understand the experience, and don't know why anybody would ever want to transition. Mm -hmm. All right. So I thought, I'm going to be my authentic self. I'm going to share my truth with you. And we're going to be best friends. And so I tell them, I'm trans. And they just stop talking. And they leave. They don't say anything else to me. They're just gone. God. And I was, I was so painful because of course I was looking to not be rejected. First of all, I had all this energy placed into it. I had this emotional mindset in which I'm going to make a new friend. It's going so great. Fantastic. I'm finally going to do the thing, the law of attraction, everything's working out really well. And then rejection. <laughs> it was so painful, but it was needed. It was very much needed. So looking back, if you were yourself that you are now, what would you tell yourself how to behave in that situation? Well, I needed that experience to know that sometimes I'm not just for everybody and everybody's not for me. And it's good to know that sooner rather than later. But if I were to go back in time, I would tell this person, I would tell my, my lead, like, pay attention to what just happened. Because we had a conversation. I was talking to this guy for maybe 20, 30 minutes. We had a conversation before I revealed to them that I was trans. I would say, like, well, they have never seen this before. And they don't know about it. And they're obviously talking to you. So they don't know that you are. 
maybe consider how they might feel if you dump that information on them. It might be shocking to them. What else did they say in the conversation that could that could verify this? Or maybe you'd want to get curious about how it might impact them instead of just revealing it. Maybe ask them, you know, how would it how do you feel about that if you met one? How would you react or something like that? Or maybe change the subject altogether. But I recognize reflecting on the question that you just asked me, that person has given me many signals that they would react and respond that way. I just wasn't paying attention. I was so desperate, lo desperately looking for a friend that I wasn't paying attention. So if you're desperate, you fail. And that's in all areas of life the case. But I mm -hmm. love what you said about being curious because I think that helps us a lot by building friendships. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. You need that sense of curiosity because like, like we were talking earlier, everyone wants to be, we want to be validated. We want people to, to have, they don't have to have our point of view, but at the very least understand that we have that point of view and not try to change it, not try to change us. Now, even then, I think we will eventually sometimes meet people that are just so in, in their thing. Well, I talked to you for 10 minutes. I didn't realize that you're trans, but I hate trans people. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> I know, mean, you can you can make an argument against it. It's just nonsense, but people are sometimes like that. Yeah, you know, and Christine, honestly, I go I live I go on live on TikTok and the mm -hmm. trolls come in, people come in and they they see my profile about me being trans and they want to come and tell me that they don't like the fact that I'm trans. And I accept that. I listen to that and I definitely want to make sure that they feel heard and understood because I strongly believe that everybody has some truth of how they feel that wants to come out. And then the larger society will tell them like, hey, you can't feel this way. You can't feel that way. You shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. Well, I don't believe there's anything wrong with acknowledging that feeling that it is and not try to hide it. We have to acknowledge it to do something about it, recognize it. Like I've had a couple of people come in to my lives and they would say something like, you know, I don't like you because you're trans. And I'm like, okay, I understand that based on everything that you, how we were raised and blah, blah, blah. And at the end of the conversation, they felt like I understood them and I let them be themselves. I let them be themselves. People, how come you don't like trans people? What yeah. Come, I, yeah. What, what do they say? I do. And, for people that are so averse of i mean trans people don't hurt anybody right exactly it's not like child molesters very big difference <laughs> right exactly like it it doesn't seem to compute to me so as a trans person i'm like all right i <laughs> but it doesn't feel good to know that but also um i think that as i talked about the truth of who you are which is the experience how you feel about the experience and why most of the time they don't know the why they do not know why. They're just like, I don't know. I, I don't, they don't give me a concrete reason why. It's probably just because somebody had told them. But if I had to take a stab at it, because I'd thought about this, if I had to take a thought, ever thought about this, I would think that, well, I reflect back on that situation in which that person ran away from me because I told him I was trans. But it is the, the fact that I exist takes away a certainty about what they thought the world was. Before they met me, 
there was no such thing as a transgender person. They're seeing it in the flesh, this, this new thing. There was only two genders. And they knew when they were walking down the street that that was a man and that's what they look like. And that was a woman and that's what they look like. And there were behaviors and attributes to those people that they could rely on from the beginning of time. But now here I come, defying all that permeating their consciousness and changing that forever. I don't think they could handle that. Subconsciously, I think that's what's happening. That's like, an interesting, wow. uh, interesting thing. Yeah. I mean, we are very much in all areas of life. Mm -hmm. uh, we have that unconscious attitude shaped by culture, education, and upbringing. And that influences all areas of life, how we react to other people. Mm -hmm. So to go back to friendships. Oh, yes, we were <laughs> friendships. Yes. I mean, I love talking about transgender and I could ask a few explosive questions, but I won't go there today. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, there's no need of it because it's about mental health and we want to help people be able to make better friends. So if somebody uh, asks you the question, I have that problem. Uh, I, I, even though I may or may not be trans, but when I go into people, I start talking and they turn away from me very fast. I just can't get a conversation going. What should I do? Wow. Well, what should you do as far as making conversation with other people? Now, I'm a friendship coach in the sense that I want to help you make close connections. So this is where I come from. This is the, this is why I focus so much about knowing about me. You can't make a connection with another person if you don't know about yourself. So there are three things that I, I share with people that will help them make connections with other people, like things that you can talk about to try and connect with other people. Um, the best things that we can connect on are the history, the hobbies, and the habits. So knowing things about your history, your identity, is really going to help you connect with people, knowing, knowing what's important to you about that how you were raised, your orientation, your gender, um, how you grew up in your household, uh, the streets you grew up on, things like that. Um, they're going to really help you be able to connect another person, knowing them about yourself, knowing what's important to you about themselves. And then your hobbies, those are things that bring you joy. You want to talk about those things and you want to be unabashedly shy, not shy about them. You want to talk about them. And also your habits. Those are things that are really important to how you move throughout the world, like essentially how your life, what your lifestyle is, your habits are going to be a reflection of your lifestyle. So if you were a super saver, if you're saving all of your money, it's going to be real difficult for you to connect with someone who um, spends just money all the time and they live paycheck to paycheck. It's going to be difficult for you to connect with them. And likewise, your eating habits, uh, your sleep routine, things like that. It's going to be hard for you to connect with somebody who doesn't have those same interests or same level of, of habits that you do. And so I wanted to preface that with the kind of conversations you want to have. You want to talk about those things. Why? You want to talk about those things because you know them about yourself. There's no making up anything about them. They're important to you and you know them about yourself. Mm -hmm. So it's easy to, to not try to impress anybody. You don't want to impress anybody. You want to give them a wrong attitude about who you are. And also, you want to know those things about yourself so that you can build stories around those things. 
You want to entertain somebody with conversation about you. You want that gives them an opportunity to know about you. So you satisfy that curiosity that they may have for you. Like, how am I like you? Well, we share a similar history because we've done X, Y, Z, but you're telling them a story about how you got into a, a, a boating adventure, how you got into boating or something like that. Or you, how you fell out of a boat. And how you fell out of the boat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. You want to share stories about who you are with them. You want Especially to share stories. where something went wrong. People love hearing those stories with a good ending, of course. But Absolutely. People falling in the water is always fun if they get out. Absolutely. Because it makes you seem human and it makes you seem able and capable of like laughing at yourself. Hmm, we like that important. vulnerability. We like that vulnerability. Yeah. Now, how important is it uh, to also listen and uh, uh, be curious about the other person? Wow. It is super important that you are careful to listen to what they say and validate what they say to you because um, everybody wants to be heard and understood. And so you want to listen, hear their side not just for you to make a connection with them, but also to make sure that they are matching up with the things that you're looking for from them. Because when we do friendships, when we're looking for friendships, we're always looking for people who can demonstrate that they understand our experience and they can relate to our experience. There's no need to get into a friendship with someone who you do not share something that's important, an important value. If you don't share an important value with them, it's going to end up being a toxic relationship because you're going to try and change them and they don't want to be changed. They just want to hang out with you. They just want to be themselves and they may not be asking you to change them. So don't, don't do yeah. that. <laughs> Listen. Try to and make change sure... somebody is futile. I tried yes. this for 17 years with my first husband. It was futile. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can't change anybody. And I remember I had a, a partner who um, was a vegetarian and I was eating a lot of meat. I didn't really pay attention to that. And like, and they wanted me to be a vegetarian. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. And I thought that we could get along and we could have a great relationship together. But secretly, they really, it seemed like they really didn't like the fact that I was a vegetarian. And I didn't have any respect for the fact that they were a vegetarian. So we, it was toxic. It was not good. <laughs> yeah, that often leads to a failure of uh, what we think sometimes is friendship. <laughs> failure friendship. Don't I like that. <laughs> I had friends quit on me for the weirdest reason. One friend, I wasn't in a good state. I thought she was a friend. And I happened to forget her birthday after I knew her for six months. Come on, big deal. And wow. that's what she never wanted to see me again after that. Wow. That was interesting. It hurt me at that point. Yeah, that I is. I wasn't aware that people think that is so important that you break up a friendship over that so there's the weirdest people around yeah that is kind of that is kind of strange and, and very intense I mean I have a story that I'd like to share like earlier this year um I had my birthday and a couple of people who've known me for a few decades didn't say anything to me and so I decided that I would ask them to say happy birthday to me I would like to remind them, hey, it's my birthday. Yeah. Say happy birthday to me. And they were like, sure, no problem. Oops, I forgot. Hey, happy birthday. And that was it. I was glad 
that they would. And I thought this is a moment in growth because I was able to share how I really felt about something to them instead of mope, instead of go to social media and complain like, why these friends didn't remember my birthday and stuff like that. I didn't do that. I actually talked to them and I think that shows the growth and maturity in the friendship. And so just pointing back to the friendship with the other person, like six months, I think it's pretty unreasonable to, to, to feel, to, Sometimes to demand that. Are unreasonable. And I think to realize that helps us not to get hurt too badly when something like that happens. Yeah. But also to, to their unfortunateness is that they didn't be, they weren't able to talk it out with you right. and why it made them feel so bad so that you can know, because if you were going to be a good friend, you would know that for next time, but That's you funny. didn't get an opportunity to. No. And that said, now, Lee, I know you have a lot of really good resources on your website, and I want to make sure you are able to talk about that for a few minutes before we have to wrap up. Sure. So tell me, I looked on your website. It's awesome. I recommend everybody go there and click on that little button on top or that little bar. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And tips. I can't wait to get them. So <laughs> talk I have about that. I, I do have quite a few resources in my, I have like um, a five day friendship challenge. I have a 30 day friendship challenge, wow. but I have uh, 10 tips for um, making meaningful conversation. But what I really want to talk to you is about the newest thing called uh, 50 journal prompts. So it's getting to know yourself so that you can share with others. So the biggest and most key point, and then you can have all the resources to help you have better conversation, but if you don't have meaningful conversation, like things to talk about, then you're going to have difficulty really making connections. You have to know about yourself and what's important and special to you before you can make connections with other people. So that's where the journal prompts come in. And so there are 50 journal prompts, it's a free PDF. So 50 journal prompts, and it also gives you the formula to actually put those into stories that you can share with other people because you want to have a certain story set that you can share in a way that's interesting and engaging and it will let them know if you're a good match or not it'll let you know actually if you're a good match mm. if they're a good match for you that's what i'm trying to say it's always you're always looking for how they feel about what you share with them and if you like their response or not it's always about you and how you feel so I want to empower you with that. So I have 50 journal prompts. You can find that at my website, patternsofpossibility.com. And also you can follow me on all social media, Patterns of Possibility. Patternsofpossibility.com. Now hmm. I love that title, Patterns of Possibility. Thank you. That is awesome. Uh, Lee, thank you so very much for sharing that and I also will put it underneath the video and of course on uh, underneath the podcast in the podcast notes and I'm so excited to have you on and I can't wait to go back to the website and get those uh, journal prompts <laughs> I have to look at them <laughs> and um, uh, I wish you all the best thank you so much thank you so much Christine I'm glad to be here and this was another episode of Sparkles for Better Mental Health. Make sure to watch out for the next episode. Bye-bye.